It's easy to look at other creators, see their success, and not see all the hard work and the strategy behind it. And chances are there is strategy behind what creators are sharing on socials, especially if it's their full-time job. When you're just posting to post, there's a strong probability that you won't see the results that you'd like. You need to pay attention to the things that are working and do more of that, but also pay attention to what your audience is not responding to well. And well, do less of that. But how the heck do you take this information and use it to your advantage to create a strong content strategy that allows you to authentically show up as yourself? I'm Kristen Busquette and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Claire Wenrick is a creator I've personally looked up to for a while and I knew she must have a strong strategy behind the content that she's sharing on socials. She's not only a creator coach on TikTok that encourages all types of creators to harness the power of social media and take their personal brands or business to the next level through their strategies, but she's also been a full-time creator since May of 2021 when she graduated college. Today, we're diving into finding a content style and strategy that works for you and allows you to show up authentically and sustainably. We're giving you the scoop on all things creating the best, most effective content for your socials. This My Biz BFF is Social Scoop. Something huge is brewing. I'm teaming up with wildly successful TikTok creator and coach Sky Garcia of Managed by Sky and the queen of personal branding, Alyssa Chan Evangelista, to create the ultimate tool for creators looking to level up their personal branding, create a content strategy that actually works, and make money while working with brands. We'll be officially announcing all of the tea next week, but if you want to get on the waitlist to be the first of the creators that are going to learn about this incredible tool, you'll want to get on the wait list that's down below. You'll want to click on the link down below in our show notes. When I say this is huge, I mean this is one of the biggest things I've ever released. Just trust me when I say you want to be part of it. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 88 of Social Scoop. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. This week is my second week ever taking the week off of calls and of podcast recordings, aside from this little mini intro that I record to create my content strategy for the following month. So I did this last month. I sat down at the end of March and I took the week to figure out what the heck do I want to do in April? What do I want April to look like for me on socials? And I used that entire week to come up with a great strategy for April. So now that it's around the middle or end of April, we actually are dog sitting our first foster ever, Lime. You guys probably remember him if you follow me on socials. Lime is here for the week. So I thought it would be the perfect week to take off so that I can spend some time with him, but also use this as my content strategy planning week for the month of May. So I'm going to be sharing more about that on my stories and on TikTok. So you want to follow along there, but it's a really exciting week here at Social Mate. It's also a really exciting week in the world of social media. And I feel like last week we didn't really have a lot to talk about. And then they this week are bombarding us with all kinds of good things. So we've got some good stuff to go over. This is exciting. First things first, 
first, Instagram is testing the ability to organize your DMs with labels. So you will be able to categorize important interactions in your DMs by adding labels. Once those labels are added, you can actually filter through your DMs by those labels. This is literally the answer to my prayers. I feel like I have needed this so badly because I utilize my DMs for so many different things and I would love to be able to label things. And this has obviously never been something that we've been able to do. So I hope so badly that this actually comes to life. I will use it every single day, every single day. Very excited about this. Also, Instagram is working on the ability to add comments to stories. So next to that area on the bottom where you could type in a message to someone that goes directly to their DMs in response to a story, you'll be able to hit a little comment button and actually leave a comment. From what I could tell from the screenshots, and they will be in the show notes so you can check them out yourself. But what I could tell from the screenshots, it actually looks like when you comment on a story, it will show up for other people to see it. I'm not 100% positive on that. But just from the, the screenshots that I can see, that's what it looks like. So this could be really interesting. I don't know. I think it's cool. I'll, I'm down to try it. Instagram also released new ways to create and earn with Instagram Reels. So there are a few things that I actually was told about through Instagram, um, because apparently now I have like the PR connect to Instagram. I got this information a couple days ago. So I'm going to read you what they wrote me. First things first is what's trending on Reels. So quote, see the top trending songs and hashtags on Reels. See how many times the audio has been used, tap in to use it or save the audio for yourself. This is where it's cool. You'll also be able to see what the top trending topics and hashtags are on Reels to inform your own content. So if anyone's ever been like, what the heck do I post about? Like what hashtags should I be using? We're actually going to have some information on what's trending. So I love this. This is very helpful. The second thing is updates to Reels insights. So there will be two new metrics, total watch time and average watch time and making it easier to see your insights while viewing your Reels directly. So I haven't personally been able to play around with this yet. So I haven't actually seen it. Maybe it's an update that's going to roll out slowly. But I love this. Again, the more data that we have, the more informed decisions we can make with our content strategy as creators. So I think this is gold. Also, the third thing here, improving and expanding gifts. We'll be bringing gifts to even more creators with upcoming expansions to Australia, Canada, France, Mexico, New Zealand, and the UK in the coming weeks. We're also adding a new feature to show you which fans have sent you a gift so you can see and recognize your supporters. Now, I'll be honest with this one. I just don't really care about gifts. I don't want to ask my audience to send me gifts. I just, if someone sends it to me, great. That's awesome. Much appreciated. And I love the idea that I can see those people and recognize them for being supportive. We love that. However, I just don't personally feel comfortable on like a live or in a reel being like, hey, guys, send me uh, Instagram badges. I think it was send me, uh, you know, your a $5 badge or send me uh, a gift here. I just don't like that. Like I would personally rather have someone spend money getting into one of my offers or one of my services versus asking them to spend a couple dollars on a gift that actually doesn't even translate into being completely sent to my bank account. You know, like Instagram is going to be taking a portion of gifts. So I just, this doesn't excite me. (laughs) It just doesn't do it for me. This is something that we talked about last week after I was attending Instagram University 2023, Reels Editing Redesign. So redesigned Reels Editing Flow, bringing together video clips, audio, sticker, and text together on a unified editing screen. This redesign flow makes it easier to align and time elements of your reel to the right moments in a more visual way. And 
And I'll tell you, I've actually had access to this for the last two weeks. And I definitely think it's like a thousand times easier than it used to be, but it's absolutely not as robust and user-friendly as TikTok's editor is. Not just yet, but this is just one step in the right direction. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But lots of good things happening on Reels. Kind of confusing to me considering they did mention they are going to be putting a stronger photo, a stronger focus on photo. So interesting to me that they're spending so much time and energy investing into new Reels features. But I do think a lot of these are really great and helpful. So I'm not mad about it. Sounds like I'm complaining. I promise I'm not. (laughs) If you watched last week's episode of Creator Currency, which is a series we just started doing on Instagram and TikTok, this is where we talked transparently for 60 seconds with a content creator about money. Claire, who is today's podcast guest, was also a guest on Creator Currency on my Instagram and my TikTok. She talked about exactly how much money she made last month, how she made that money, how much she was pitching, how many are income, uh, incoming partnerships. I mean, we got a lot of really great information. So definitely give that little 60 second episode a listen on my socials. Uh, but you'll get a lot of really great information from Claire in this episode as well. And just to let you know, with Creator Currency, that's a series we'll be doing weekly. So you will see another one this week. I'm very excited to share it with you. If you have any creators that you think would be great to hear from on Creator Currency, send me a DM and let me know. If that's you, if that's another friend of yours, someone you look up to who's a creator, any options are really great. So I'm excited about this series. Also really excited to have Claire on today. You guys are going to love the rest of this episode. So enjoy. So guys, I'm here with Claire today, who's a creator that I have followed for such a long time. And honestly, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk to her about in this episode, I couldn't even like figure it out because I had so many things I wanted to talk to her about. So we're going through everything and anything today. Um, Claire, thank you so much for being here and letting me pick your brain. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I followed you for so long and I love the Social Scoop podcast. So I'm really excited to be on. Yay. Oh my gosh, I'm like fangirling. That's so awesome. Um, (laughs) So for anyone who doesn't already follow you on socials, can you kind of give us a rundown of who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Claire, Claire Liz on socials. I post on TikTok and Instagram. My TikTok is mainly for giving aspiring creators, um, like active content creators, UGC, whatever, like inspiration, content creation tips and ideas, monetization strategies, as well as just sharing my own content creator journey and like kind of the day to day. Then on Instagram, I just kind of post more fashion, lifestyle, more fun things. I don't really post about like all the social media stuff. It's kind of like my Hannah Montana, best of both worlds (laughs) type of thing. So I have like two different things going on, but I Mm -hmm. love them both equally. So actually, that's a a great place to start because this is something that I feel like I personally struggle with as well as like, as a coach, I I have my Instagram and my TikTok totally focused on being a coach. And there are so many other things in life that I would love to talk about, but I am so intimidated by having like another account in sharing just those things. So like, what made you separate them? How does that work for you? Like if someone comes from TikTok over to Instagram, like, is there a disconnect? How does it feel? Yeah, so I definitely kind of fell into coaching. So when I first I had my Instagram before I started my TikTok, and I started doing this ambassador program. It was like the Amazon Prime student ambassador program. And for that, they're like, you need to create a TikTok. And I'd been like scrolling on TikTok for like years, but I had never posted one. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start trying to post it. So along with these like Amazon like requirements and stuff, I was also just kind of posting random things just kind of like fill in the gaps. 
And one of the things that I was posting was just kind of like my Instagram growth journey. So I was like, Mm -hmm. what hashtags I was using, like, at that point, I was trying to like reach out to brands. So I would like, just say like, Oh, these are the brands I'm reaching out to. And people were way more interested in that than like any of my my fashion (laughs) or like my Amazon stuff. And so I kind of just started leaning more into it. And I balanced them both on TikTok where I was doing fashion lifestyle. And then I was also doing like coaching stuff. Um, But then I kind of realized when I was posting like fashion lifestyle based brand deals, they wouldn't perform very well because a big majority of my followers, a lot of my growth came from that like niche of like coaching and social media strategy. So at the beginning of last year, so January, like first ish of 2022, I decided to start only posting about coaching um, and like social media strategies and tips. And it like helped me grow. I think I grew like a hundred thousand followers like after that, because I was just kind of like stuck in the same spot. Um, so that's kind of where that transition happened. And I think having the two different platforms so I've always only really posted fashion lifestyle, on my Instagram, having the two different niches on both my platforms helped me like stay really inspired. And I don't get burnt yeah. out very often. Cause if I am feeling burnt out in like one like niche, I just kind of shift over to the other. That's yeah, that's really nice. Because I feel like for me, because I'm talking about the same thing everywhere. It's so easy for me to be burnt out. <laughs> so yeah. I love that. that. That makes sense. Um, I was also going to ask, do you feel like in comparison to last year, like when you really leaned into, um, you know, the coaching and everything? Do you feel like now it's a lot harder to grow? I know everyone says that. But I'm curious from someone who's been through both. Oh, yeah. I feel like in on TikTok in general, it's just so hard to grow now because when TikTok like first started, even when I first started posting in like 2021, um, people were just kind of following anyone and you would have like a viral mm. video and like you would get like 10,000 followers from it. It was ridiculous. And I haven't had a video like that in like a little while where I've gotten like a ton of followers from it. And so I feel like growth is a lot slower now. But I also feel like community is a lot more important and yeah. like a way easier to build that engaged community. Cause before I thought like people were just having these huge followings and you would blow up, but like no one really care about you. So I kind of yeah. enjoy like the slow growth and like not really having these videos blow up. Cause I kind of get overwhelmed when I do get a lot of followers from a video. Cause I know they're not all going to interact with my content. They don't all like really like me or care about me and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like a trade off. It's definitely hard with like the numbers and just kind of staying in the same spot. And I think overall on TikTok, everyone's experiencing that. But like focusing on like creating connection and community has like kind of helped me not focus so much on the numbers. Yeah, I for me, probably in 2020, maybe 2021, I like feel like I don't even know what year it is anymore. Um, I know. <laughs> like, I was looking at my calendar and I was saying like 2022, 2021. I don't know. Where are we? Who knows? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it was maybe in like 2021. I had like almost an entire year on Instagram where I was like up and down, up and down, up and down so much that I was like right back where I started the year before. And at that point, I was like, I have to stop paying attention to growth because I'm going to end up going insane. It's so it's like discouraging to see the number go down and then it goes up and you're like, yay. And then it goes back down. You know, it's like, it literally toys with your emotions way too much. So I've tried my best not to pay attention to that. But also I think it's difficult with TikTok because we hear so many people that are like, I gained this many followers from this one video. And I'm just like, why isn't that happening to me? But then I try and remind myself like, chill that's not what it's all about like <laughs> yeah yeah and I think even just like not looking like I don't know if you were to ask me right now like how many TikTok followers I have like I have no clue like for some <laughs> reason on TikTok I don't really look yeah. but on Instagram I'm like refreshing and I'm like looking at it way more which is like really interesting I don't know I think it's like just building those like habits yeah. of like, maybe only checking your notifications and then like not going on the profile as much and like not like 
constantly like refreshing to like check the views and stuff yeah like I don't know. I think also I have like a spam TikTok account that I scroll on. Like I don't scroll on my yeah. like coaching because it's all coaching social media stuff and I would go crazy. <laughs> so I'm always on that account, which also helps me because I'm never really on my like account that I post on. Like okay. I'm only on there to post then I just kind of leave for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll like reply to comments maybe like at night or something. Right. It's interesting that you say that about like Instagram versus TikTok because I feel very similar. Like on Instagram, I pay a lot more attention to like my views on stuff and in my follower count. Um, even though again, like it's something I'm actively trying not to pay attention to, but Instagram, I do pay attention a lot more. And I wonder if that's because being that we both were on Instagram before we were on TikTok, I think that everything was so much more dependent on followers on Instagram back in the day. Now I think a lot more brands look at it less, but it was something that I paid so much attention to because I was like, Oh, if I have more followers, like I make more money and then I can quit my job. And then, you know, like, I wonder if yeah, that has something on, to do with it. On Instagram, like followers equals reach because it's like that. Yeah. Well, that's what it used to be and stuff. And like on TikTok, like followers doesn't equal reach. Like I could have a viral video that has more views than I have followers, which on TikTok, that's literally like, <sighs> unheard of or yeah. on Instagram I mean that's like unheard of like getting like more likes than you have followers or something like that's way more impossible to find so I feel like it's just the association of it and that's what makes TikTok so cool is like you can yeah. have those viral moments and like you don't need the followers to like like show your worth when you're like talking to a brand and stuff like yeah I get this engagement even though I don't have that many followers that's why exactly. the beauty is so important right right I completely agree what are your thoughts right now on Instagram versus TikTok in terms of not necessarily like monetization, but more like having your community, building your community. Like, how do you feel about the two in comparison to each other? Yeah, I definitely think TikTok is like the place where people are building the community and then they're bringing people over onto Instagram to have that additional following for people that want like the stories or just like cute yeah. photos and like the things that are going on in their life. And I've also noticed like a lot of tiktokers that do bring people over to instagram like they're not really posting reels like because people are on their tiktok for that like yeah you don't really see reels in their feed and stuff and so i think it's a lot harder to cultivate that community on instagram because the reach is so inconsistent even though it can be inconsistent on tiktok i feel overall like people that follow you and want to see your content are going to see your content they're, they're going to like remember you and stuff but on instagram it's like almost like too much going on. There's too many features and it feels like there's new things being introduced yep. all the time that you don't really know where to go on the app. And it like overwhelms me so much that I don't really scroll on Instagram either. Whereas like yep. I'm doom scrolling on TikTok every single day. <laughs> so I get to see a lot more content, which I think helps with that like community aspect because I see my favorite TikTokers yeah. like, every single day, but my favorite Instagrammers like lucky if I see them like once a week, maybe because they're yeah. also not posting as much on TikTok. You got to be posting like every day like every other day maybe yeah. and on instagram people aren't posting that much because they're not getting like good enough engagement for them to want to be posting yeah it sucks for instagram really because i think that they're very confused obviously on like what yeah. they're doing <laughs> and it's it's like trickling down to us and it's making all of us just confused and frustrated and being like we're just gonna leave because we're not dealing I with know. this this is like and getting I old. love instagram too, <laughs> too. Like, i love oh, i depressing. love posting like a cute photo and like i love the story element yeah. of it it's just like something isn't like meshing up which like yeah. is a really big bummer yeah i feel the same have you heard about um that lemonade app lemonade app? It, yeah. yeah have you I've got on there? About it 
I made an account just to, like save my username. I haven't made like a like post yet on yeah. it, but I've like scrolled on it. I think it's an interesting concept because I have noticed on Instagram recently, and I just like filmed a TikTok video about this. Um, but on Instagram, I've seen a lot of people do carousels where they have like writing on the photo, like yes. day in my life, or like like just writing different things. It looks like they're writing it like an iPad or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really cute. I like that. That's literally what lemonade is, but it's like, you can just do it in the app. Yeah. So I think that is really smart. And it's like very interesting how that started on it. Like I've noticed it for the last like six months on Instagram, like people have started doing it. It's been like this trend. Mm-hmm. That's like all that lemonade really is. Like that's like, it's like strongest suit. So I do right. think that's very interesting. Like I'll be interested to see where it goes. I don't necessarily love like the UI and scrolling on it because since it's like, blocks of like four to like six images it feels like a lot like it's like a pinterest Pinterest, but it feels like a lot going on because it all has like writing on it so i don't necessarily love that um but i'm interested to see it seems like something very like the instagram pinterest tiktok Mm -hmm. girlies are going on but like the everyday user i don't know if they would necessarily go on it yeah like to me so i played around with it this morning and i made an account and like tried to make a post i really love that you can add the text on the photos and stuff and on the videos in uh the actual app and like it's cute text too you know there's a lot of good options so i think it makes everything really beautiful which i i love however i do agree with like the scrolling aspect of it is kind of overwhelming um and I don't know that I love that part of it, but it almost reminds me of like an app that's going to be like for creators and for influencers. I agree. Like, I don't know that I could see like just my random, you know, friends who like my nurse friends or whatever. Like, I don't yeah, think that yeah. they would be like super excited about this app, but I think like influencers who appreciate like the aesthetics of everything are going to be in there. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it could be a cool way for like influencers to like share information, like different like shoot locations or like mm. how to set up like this tripod or like content creation, like must has and stuff. Cause it is yeah. very like, it's visually appealing, but there's a good way to like give information across. Like everyone on there is like posting their like introduction ones where it's like, I'm learning a lot about these people. And it's a great way to like yeah. deliver information in an aesthetic pleasing way. So it could be cool. It'd be cool if like influencers could kind of like share information on there and that kind of be the hub of like giving information and like tips and like not necessarily coaching though but just like right kind of the behind the scenes i feel like there needs to be some sort of space where we can all gather and be like hey like this is what's going on like this is the new thing that's going on yeah. there's no space where there's like a lot of gatekeeping it feels like which is like why yeah. i really started my account because i was like I'm not trying to gatekeep like i have no like how do you get from point a to point b and i feel like that's like a really valuable thing that like the need still hasn't really been met even though yeah like people are out there doing it it's still like really hard to like visualize when you're first starting and going in Right. Yeah. I overall, I'm trying to kind of figure out how I really want to use the app, but I do like it and I think it has potential. So it'll be interesting. Um, but one thing I do want to kind of talk with you about is your content style. You're every time I see that pink headband, I'm like, Oh, you know, it's Claire. Like, and (laughs) I'm sure you're doing that. (laughs) I'm sure you do that intentionally too. You know what I mean? Like that is a staple. Like when we see it, we stop because we know you and we want to hear what you have to say. How did you find, I mean the headband? Yes. But in general, the content style, how did you find a content style that worked for you? Okay. So this was like around when I started not doing fashion anymore and I was only posting social media content creation. I just felt very lost with my account. Like I was able to create these viral moments through like, I used to do these like trending sound videos, Mm -hmm. like save for this next week and stuff. And all those would blow up and do really well. But once again, I was like 
getting followers from it, but it didn't feel like, you know, you just kind of feel like icky a little bit. You're like, like you're being oh my used. God, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I got the numbers, but I'm like, I don't like see, like, I don't feel like I have a community. I felt yeah. very like lost and confused. And so I sat down and I was living with my parents at the time. I was like super just like depressed, like unhappy. I didn't know what I wanted to be doing. And when you're like unhappy in like your actual yeah. life, it's hard to create like positive content and stuff. Right. So I sat down at my desk and I had just gotten a PR package from Burst. So I just had the headband on. And I was like, I kind of want to like talk. Like I want to connect with my audience. Like I want them to like know more about me. I feel like they don't know anything about me. So I sat down and I told this story time about how like when I first started influencing this girl, like asked me for a brand contact and she, I just felt very used from her. And like, she just kind of stole the contact from me and then like said that she was going to give me a contact and was just avoiding me for like months. Uh. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I ended up blocking her because she just like <laughs> hurt me. So I did the story time about it, basically going through the story. And it performed really well. And everyone was like eating up. Cause I mean, it's juicy. It's a yeah. story time and stuff, but that video blowing up and doing well, I felt the best I had felt the entire time I've ever created content because I was like, this is a story where like, people are getting to know me. They're getting to know my personality. Right. They know how I talk. They know like what my values are as a creator, like what I believe in, what I stand for and stuff. And I felt like people knew a lot more about me. So any followers I was getting from that felt like they were coming. So I started doing more videos like that, not necessarily like story times, but just kind of that format where I sit down do my makeup. Like I did like Revolve Festival story time or just like yeah. random influencer, like hot topics type thing. Like on like how Emma Chamberlain said like influencers are like dead or whatever. Like I made a video about yeah. that, like just kind of talking about those things. And it kind of slowly transitioned into like me really liking that style and that format. Cause I used to do like trending audios and like doing those like videos where you're sitting down like on your computer and having like text on the screen and stuff. <laughs> right. And it, Although I think those are like great formats to do and like great content types. Like I recommend those to like all my clients. For me, I just like really felt like I needed to like just connect with my audience, especially with what right. I talk about and stuff. Like not having any of that like surface level stuff and like really just like sitting down connecting, like being real. So that's just like kind of who I am. And I feel like not that it's weird when other people do it, but when I do it, I feel weird doing it now. <laughs> um, so I've just kind of transitioned into like solely now sitting down talking content. Like I don't use really any trending sounds. Mm -hmm. um, I like do get ready with me videos with my pink headband, but I also like offset it with like probably like five or six, like sitting down talking videos, like after that, like in between. And so it's kind of like anytime I get ready for like a filming day, I'll like sit down and film it. And that's like my first video. Then I'll yeah. film a few more after that. So that actually brings up uh, something that as you were talking about this, I was like, oh, I have to remember to ask her. Um, you said filming day. So are you someone who like plans your ideas, batches them in a day? Like what is your content planning and execution schedule yeah. look like? I've been a batch shooter since day one. Like, like I, when I was in college, like it was a really big thing for me to batch shoot because it was just kind of like yeah. in between my school and like social life and stuff. It was really easy for me to do that. And so I've just kind of stuck with it ever since. And now going like full time, it also just kind of helps me structure my days and not get so overwhelmed by content creation. Because if I were to sit down, get ready, like put on my makeup, do my hair every single day, I would go crazy. Like I need to be mm -hmm. like in the bed, like for a while. Like, I can't do all that like every single time. Cause there's a lot of admin stuff that goes in as well. And I would just yes. be overwhelmed. So what I do is I usually pick like a one day a week or one day now recently, it's kind of been like every two weeks where I sit down and I film live film. I post five days a week. So 10 okay. videos. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's like five, sometimes it's 10, kind of depending on how much time I have and how good I'm feeling, what the lighting right. is like, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so throughout the week, like leading up to that or like throughout the two weeks, um, I'm constantly saving ideas into my notes. So like, um, if there's a new Instagram feature that comes out or if there's a new like conversation happening on TikTok, like I'll like 
write all these things down or if like, I, I don't know if like there's a trending topic or yeah. like something happens to me that I want to talk about. Um, or if there's a brand deal that's going on that I want to talk about, um, I'll write it all down. So then when I sit down, I have this list of my notes in my app. I just go through, check them all off. And then I'm like, good to go. Like, and then I'm like, that. all right, you take off the makeup now. <laughs> right, right, right. And then go back into bed. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, back into the bed. <laughs> we are the that's same. Me. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I I used to batch shoot my content. And then I, I felt that like I would sit down and by the end of it, I was just like, what am I even saying anymore? Like my brain was like mush. And so I've been kind of like getting up and shooting my content, but planning the ideas in advance. And I love that. But then you're right. Like it's, ugh, I have to like, oh, my hair looks like crap today. And I'm trying yeah. to like not care about those things more because if I'm going to like try and show up as myself, like most of the days I don't have makeup on or like don't have my yeah. hair done, you know? So again, like I think it's something that, like I'm trying to get comfortable with, but it also kind of brings me to this question too, with the style that you're creating a video, obviously it's a very, it's like we're on FaceTime, you know what I mean? Like it's a very authentic um, way of speaking to your audience. How did you like get to a point where you can just show up authentically? Like, I'm curious to know if the first video you made when you sat down with that headband and like did your story time, did you just like automatically get it or was it kind of something that took a little practice? Oh yeah. I definitely think it's something that's taken me practice. Like any talking content in general, I think for any creator, like you go back and look at your first videos. Like, uh, <laughs> like I'm like, what am I even saying? Like, why is there an awkward pause there? Like yes. that was a terrible hook and stuff. And I definitely think throughout my time doing these, like get ready with me sitting down talking videos, I've definitely had to become a lot more strategic with it from like, um, an engagement standpoint. Cause it is usually like a three minute long video, sometimes even more now that I have the 10 minute video, like I can just <laughs> ramble forever. So that's a longer form video, which is like harder to keep that like watch time and that engagement. So I have had to kind of be get like creative in the ways that I do that as well as also like selling my digital products and like mm -hmm. making my audience aware that I do coaching and all that kind of stuff, because I'm also not someone that can really sit down and do like a promo video being like, Hey, I just yeah. launched this new product and stuff. So I've had to be get really creative and like, subtly plugging my products and that's honestly the way that they've sold the best because i've tried out just sitting down and doing those videos yeah. they don't really perform don't that like well <laughs> but when i'm in the hook of a video and i'm like so i had a coaching call the other like i have like a like a solid hook and i'm like in the coaching call the other day like i told this girl this tip and she couldn't believe it yeah immediately that brings awareness that i do coaching calls they're gonna go to my stand store they're gonna look and see like what's going on over there and see all my right. offerings and stuff so i've definitely just had to become a lot more creative with it and when i was first starting it like out doing it i like wasn't really able to do it. And I think a lot of the thing too is like in my notes, I'll write down like hooks of videos, like, and I'll brainstorm them throughout the week or even before I sit down and do a get ready with me. I like, I've recently, I've just been like talking it out, like while I'm like setting yeah. up and like putting my tripod down, like putting my light in, like all that kind of stuff. I like just kind of talk it out and like I just say what I'm going to say. And I usually say like three to four different hooks because you kind of want to take like the meat of the video, I always say, and bring mm -hmm. it to the beginning to just kind of tease them and then work your way up to that meat of the video. Yes. So I'm always trying to play around with hooks and being like, what would make me stop and like watch a three minute long video? Like that's a commitment. And so it I want to figure out a way for people to be interested in like giving them value throughout the entire video. So it's definitely been something I've had to work at. And I definitely have felt my engagement has like increased while I've done these videos because I've just gotten kind of better at the format and people know what to expect now as well. That's true. Yeah. And you bring up kind of like monetization as well. And that's something I, I love to dive into as well. So um, with monetization, being a coach, but also working with brands, what is your typical like split between the two? 
Yeah. So I feel like it kind of varies like based on the time of the year Mm. that's going on. So like, I like talk about this, like January, February, March is usually like really slow because brands are allocating budget. Like people just spend a ton of money holiday shopping. People just aren't buying in general and brands know that. So they're not going to do as many brand deals unless you're like a wellness like creator where it's like getting in the routine of things. Um, so I usually kind of shift more into like my stand store offering. So I do more coaching, maybe I'll onboard like a consulting client to do like social media, like strategy with them mm-hmm. or something. Like I have a lot more time to do that. Cause I'm not really strategizing like brand deals or like reaching out as much. Cause I know I'm not going to get that much in return. Yeah. And then kind of like in the, like we're kind of coming into the summer where I think things really start to pick up and like, then it goes into back to school season, Black Friday, Christmas. Yeah. Like that's like way more brand deal centered. And I know I can get a lot more bang for my buck and like, like in that area. So I'm going to be reaching out a lot more. I'm going to be like going all in and trying to get into these campaigns and stuff where then I'm not going to have as much time to be like promoting my like stand offerings because yeah. I don't have time to like hop on coaching calls or hop on audits and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it kind of like shifts throughout the year. But I think like overall, I try to like make it like pretty even to where it's like, I do like brand deals, my offerings, like coaching audits, stand store offerings. And then I also do like Amazon affiliate commissions. Yeah. Which recently I've kind of like phased that out a little bit more as I've done more like stand offerings. So it's kind of always changing. And like every year, like last year, I felt like it was very consistent. And then this year I'm kind of realizing I need to be more flexible and adapt to like what my strengths are and like where the money is right now, especially because it's like recession. It's hard to make money right now in general. So I'm like just trying to pivot a little bit more right now. Yeah. And I mean, that's a a really great lesson for everyone who's hearing this right now is, is that like, it really does always shift and it's kind of all over the place the entire year. So being, being flexible, but also having things that you can be flexible with, like not solely relying on brand deals, because obviously, you know, like if you have a bad month or a bad time of year, this beginning of the year, it's slow for me too. You know, like, what do you lean on? How do you pay your bills? Like, that's always things that you need to consider before you're saying, okay, this is going to be my full-time job now. Yeah, exactly. I definitely think diversifying your income, like that is my one tip for everyone. Like before, especially if you're trying to go full-time with this, like you can't just be relying on brand deals. Cause like, I literally had a brand deal month. Like it was like, what, last? Oh, we're already in April. Oh my God. Like February, <laughs> I made $0 in brand deals. Like I had two yeah. brand deals that were going on. They both got canceled. Like I have a story time up about it, but like they both got canceled. So if I didn't have my stand store like income and I wasn't like right. relying on that and pushing that to begin with, I would have made no money. And like, <laughs> I need to like pay my bills and stuff. I right. need to like do things. And so like, although it was a stressful month, definitely being like, whoa, because since I've gone full time, I've never had a month where I didn't have at least something lined up. Right. And like, whoa, like something's going on here. But like being able to lean on that income, it like still gave me that confidence to be like, okay, I'm good. Like, yeah. pick it up. Like, let's do it next month. Like, we'll be okay. And like moving forward, which I think is like really important as well. When you, because you are going to have those months that just suck and you're going to have those months where you're like, oh my God, like every month is going to be like this. Like, this is going <laughs> to be amazing. And then next month hits and you're like, especially the, the December to January, it's like, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> like that it's, hits it's hard, you hard. You just have to be like really flexible and just know it's not always going to be consistent. Yeah. And I mean, I think this really just like proves the point that creators who are doing this full time or as their side hustle, whatever it is, it is a business, you know, like you need to look at it 
in in the perspective of how am I going to run my business? Okay, it's December, knowing that January is going to be slow, like how can I prepare for that time? Um, and, and again, make sure I do have some other sort of income, like you should be even thinking about it earlier than December. But I think yeah, it's- yeah, I even think sorry, I just had like a thought, but I even think like, in like October, November is a great time to try to solidify those like multi month long deals because yeah. like brands have a lot more budget, they're wanting to spend a lot more money because what really saved me this year was I had a contract that was November, December, January for deliverables. Okay. So it brought me into January. So I was like, okay, during the month of yeah. January, and I didn't have to like freak out do that much outreach. Cause, like I had that like one big brand deal covered. So that's what I would really recommend is at the end of the year, like maybe October time, like trying to negotiate those like, being like, oh, let's do November, December for like Black Friday, Christmas. And then let's do like a January pulse as well. Right. Because if you're already like signing on for two pulses, like maybe they'll throw in a third and then you're good to go for January and you don't have to like stress that much about it. Yeah, that is a really great point because it, it's typically like in people's brains that they're going to do like, you know, uh, October, November, December for like if they're doing three pulses. Yeah. But I, I think that's a great idea is to bring it into the new year and find brands that will, you know, hopefully make that happen for you because January really is like... <laughs> It's a yeah, scary it's time a in January. <laughs> yeah. January is not my favorite. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's true. Um, well, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. I feel like we were able to to cover so much. Um, and for anyone who's listening that doesn't follow Claire, you'll have to go check out those story times that she mentioned. Um, but yeah. Claire, thank you so much for being here and for sharing all of your knowledge with us. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like we could talk like literally forever. You're such honestly a good inspiration for me as well. I always like look at your content and all your different things that you have going on. Like, I'm like, Oh, I got to get more on it. Cause you are like, on the Oh ball. my gosh. You're funny. <laughs> I see, but it's funny because like, I look at you and say the same thing. So the grass is always greener, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But the good thing that we inspired each other. Exactly. <laughs> we love it. All right. Well, everyone have a great rest of your week and we will see you next time. 